This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We are back for another episode of the Oak Road Hatter podcast. And I don't know how long I'm going to be able to make it today without just getting pissed off with your smug faces because the three of you are going back to Kenilworth Road on Saturday. But you know what? I'm going to be in Liverpool moving out of flat where the uh, lift is now not working. So who's the real winner? We are going to reflect on pre-season, what we've learned about the squad, who's impressed and who hasn't impressed as much. We're also going to be going through the polls today that I had to rush out because I completely forgot about them. And we'll end up with previewing Saturday's clash with Peterborough United because the football season is back. But before, I'm going to ask Jamie, what do you make of the latest transfer rumour that we're chasing Teo Eden of Lincoln City? Um, interesting. I think obviously we were all under the impression that that we were done. Um, so who knows, really? Um, Nathan said it's got to be something special. So anyone brought in from here, from, from, from sort of here onwards, is is going to be special and the first team. I say, yeah, interesting. Obviously, plays plays left back for Lincoln, um, but I've, I've seen in various articles that he can play midfield and so potentially. He's wonderful there instead, given that that, that we've got Naismith, Potts and, and Bell there. Um, but no, who knows? I guess it's just a case of, of watch your space. And Dylan, just because we don't know what's happening with Potts, do you think that his situation, his injury on Saturday might play any sort of part in uh, our decision to share an interest in Teo Eden? Um, I don't. I don't think so because I think whenever we make a signing, it's, it can never be knee jerk. You know, we we don't do it in response to someone getting injured. We do it because we believe that they can add something long term. So you know, if we do go for for him, then it will be because we believe that 
um, you know, he'll, he'll play a role for us for the next few years. Um, so, yeah, it, as Jamie said, you know, NJ said, only if something special comes up, you know, is Teo Eden that special one? Um, excuse the Mourinho reference there. Um, if he is the special one, then then let's go for it. And Stephen, before that news broke, I was going to come to you first because you got all jealous last week that the roles roles had really changed. But I'll, I'll come to you with what was supposed to be the first question to, of today. Who has impressed you most in this preseason? And I know we haven't seen all of it, but reports have been out. There's been a lot of media, obviously, as always, covering it. And I think you did get to see the Brighton game, didn't you? No, I didn't get to. I didn't get to go to any of the um, preseason matches, which is unfortunate because, like, I think far last year, I'd always been to at least one, and just been very, very busy. And I, I mean, looking at what people have been saying online and um, and match reports and all that, I'd say like, obviously, Gordon Clark just doesn't stop. <laughs> he just he just always looks good no matter what, and. You know, hearing lots of things about him, so like he's definitely impressed a lot to keep his name in everyone's you know mouths and all that because he was doing that all of last season. We're all saying about how good he was, and he's just kept it going. So I'm I'm impressed with him. Then I think I haven't watched some of the highlights as well. Like you know, some of Carlos Mendes Gomez's goal, like they've been they've been brilliant. And you know him, I think I said uh, a while ago, like he came out and said like he wants to you know be a a long shot specialist and all that. And like his, you know, his performances when he's been on, like have, from what I've seen, looked good. So I'd say, I'd say most probably like Jordan Clark's probably I'm most impressed with, but you know, Mendes Gomez is in there a little bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, you on the same sort of lines with Jordan Clark, Mendes Gomez. Is there anyone else you'd sort of chuck in there? Yeah, I think obviously it's, it's been a good preseason in the sense that um, it's been exciting to see eight eight new faces or seven because Bell's obviously been with Jamaica. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would go with with the with the Clark show. I think with Jordan Clark last season, you always felt he had that extra gear or two in him, and he seems like he's really stepped up this preseason. Obviously, last year he was brilliant in in the games that he played. Obviously, he was used sort of bit part, right back, left back, right wing, centre mid. He was he was he was pushing and pulled uh, everywhere. But I, I feel like he's really going to nail down a, a position this year. Um, and 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 that that would only be exciting. I just feel that if he was to get five to ten games in a row, back to back in one position consistently, I just feel like he could just re really push on. Um, on a new signing front, you know what, what my thoughts are on Alan Campbell. So it was it, it was good to see him in preseason. Um, again, I hope that, that that he can have a good start to the season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been exciting. Obviously, you, you can't you can't read too much into actual pure pure sort of results in preseason. Um, been very disjointed, as, as Nathan alluded to. I think he said that word about sixteen times in, in his post match. Um, yeah, we're, 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 we're sort of set fire station and, and being pinged, but um, I just, just just can't wait for the season now. And Dylan, I'll come to you with the same question. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with Jamie and Stephen on Clark, um, but just for variety, I'd say uh, I'd say Onya Dinma has been really good. Um, wasn't too, I didn't like it on last Saturday when he when we went to a diamond and he ended up playing for a little bit at the tip of the diamond because it's just not his position. Um, that was more of a necessity, I think, to deal with 
so we matched up Brighton's diamond. I think it was just necessity. But out on the left, I mean, he's got so much power and and dribbling ability. And 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 then on against Portsmouth, he, sh he showed that little bit of cuteness and smartness around the box to set up um, Elijah Adebayo for his chance, which was really good to see. Um, but he's just so good at running at, at really good angles from the left inside and just creating that little yard of space that opens up an angle in, towards goal or a little pass and a shot. And he's just so good at doing that. And um, so he's been, he's been excellent this preseason. I'm so excited to watch him week in, week out for us. Definitely, yeah. I think, I think we could probably make a case for every single one of our signings this summer. It's going to be exciting watching them in action. And Jamie, I'll come to you with this next one. Do you sort of like the way our pre-season scheduled where we have sort of the fitness games, as you like, against sort of your Hitchens, your Bedfords, your sort of Boreham Woods as well, and then sort of progressing to that big Premier League game as we've seen in the last couple of seasons? Is that, do you think that's the best way to go about pre-season? I, I definitely think in terms of the start, you need those fitness games. I think probably if I was being like really picky, I probably would have, would have liked an extra one test in there, like a proper football league test. So potentially have sort of done a, a, a league two side rather than Bournemouth, for example. Um, but I guess COVID dictate that, dictates that. To, to, uh, and I guess a certain certain agreements of clubs dictate that. So obviously there's there's certain behind the scenes stuff that, that we're not we're not party to. But in terms of up for season, I think it's it's it, it's been good. Yeah, because I say that because we obviously have that game against Brighton. Some people could be quite negative about that and what it means, but at the end of the day, it's the biggest learning curve. And it's the fact I'm trying to get to here is that would you want that game a little bit earlier so you can sort of focus on those sort of errors and mistakes that are coming in those sorts of games? Um, oh, I mean... Uh... What I would say back to that is then what, what, what do you do on, on the last weekend before the season? So I, I guess if you want that test earlier, then potentially you have that extra extra test in there. So so, so pull Pompey a week earlier and then, and then get another Premier League side before that. But then if, if you look at it, you, you're seeing the likes of Barnsley and Blackpool being hit for four or five by Man City. And I don't really see what, what that actually helps with because... You just okay. It, it would help with your defensive shape, but there's not going to be many games this season where we're going to be so backed against the wall like like they were, or, or like they would have been against like a Man City. So I, I don't see how that adds value to a pre-season. So someone like a Brighton, where you, where the gap is is smaller, absolutely. But if you're talking like a big Premier League side, yeah, there probably isn't too much value there. And Dylan, with sort of the way pre-season's gone do you well what's your biggest fear come the start of the season after what you've seen so far is there anything that's worrying you anything that you think we might come and stuck against oh that's a tricky one um well in terms of the short term I think just the centre-back situation is a difficult one because obviously Ideally, we want to play Bradley with one of Lockyer or Burke. Um, and obviously on Saturday, we played Osho and... Uh, well, we started with Ray and Naismith and then Osho switched from Holden with Ray. So I think for me, that's probably the biggest thing in, in terms of the disruption to that because as we know last from last season, a real stable back four, um, solid with a, having a real solid base is really important, especially with the, with the way we've recruited in forward areas this year. So... 
in the immediate, well, for Saturday, that's probably my biggest fear is who's going to be available at centre-half. Um, in a general sense, that's a tricky one. I think, if, if anything, it's getting that creativity out of us because we've lost Kieran Kin and Dewsbury Hall and he got the ball up the pitch for us. Um, whether it was passing or dribbling, he, he gets the ball nearer the, the opposition goal. So how do we deal with that? And we've seen we've been a little bit direct at points, which is fine. Um, but how we now, through those central areas with Campbell, with Pelly Ruddock, Lansbury's been brought in to maybe try and fill that hole, but you can never replace Keane and Dewsbury Hall. So that, that for me is probably, the, in the long-term sense, the, the biggest thing for us. And Stephen, what kind of role do you see Cal Naismith playing this, this season? Because obviously he played left-back, centre-back, left-wing all last season. We've heard before he plays at striker, probably could have a go in goal as a coach, as a steward. So, you know what, where, where does he play next season if he gets the game time he probably deserves? Wherever there's position for him, really. Like, I, I, I mean, we all know that I struggle with my, uh, my starting prediction with um, the squad for the Peterborough game. <laughs> it was a bit of a funny one. Um, but I, I just think he's, you know, he's that utility player that just, can slot in anywhere where it's needed where you know come Saturday he might be needed centre back um, you know might have to go left back you know we never know really where, where Nathan Jones is going to put him and I just think you know I mean it's just brilliant having a player like that that you can put anywhere um, so yeah I don't really see him having one set position really I just you know I'd hope to see him in like his most comfortable positions but you know that seems to be everywhere so yeah I don't see him being specifically one position. Well, and now we've um, returned to the polls this week. And the first one we we tweeted was about Teo Eden. I can't say his name properly. Teo Eden. It's eight, it's eight letters. I can't say. I don't know what's wrong with me. But we asked, do we need him? And 44% of people said yes, 56% said no so is that something that you agree with Dylan it depends um who's on the way out potentially if players are on the way out then you know there's no reason not to especially in that holding midfield area I know he played mostly left back last season and obviously left back is a position where we've got Cal Naismith we've got Murray Bell we've got um uh Dan Potts who can play there Jordan Clark as well potentially or I don't want him playing left back but he can do it so um, it really depends if people are on the way out, if Glenn Ray or Joe Morrell or one of our central players is on the way out, potentially. I just, from everything that NJ was saying um, after the Brighton game about recruitment, I, I don't think we'll do it. Yeah, that's a fair enough assessment. He did, as we've said already, he said that phrase, if something special comes up. And to me, that seems like an option that's more to do with an injury or filling a space that he's established recently rather than that's something special. So, um, Jamie, you did say that you watched a little bit of him during the League One playoffs. What sort of did you, what kind of traits, abilities did you see in him? And could he make that step up to championship level? Yeah, I mean, so for Lincoln, he played left back. He, he, he was pretty powerful. Um, I, I can't can't remember actual figures with regards to assists and and, and sort of contributions last season, but he, he looked like a good left back. But I think I agree with Dylan with regards to 
who we have at the club at the minute. So I, I, I just can't see him being brought in as a left back. We, we, we've got Bell in. We, we know we've got Nathan from Potts in there, and, and like Dylan said, we've got Clark that can play there as well. So I think it's difficult because. I'm of the opinion that if we were to bring him in, it would be in, in midfield. So it's hard to to, to watch, his, watch his performances for Lincoln and then sort of try and marry that up with with where and how we might play for us. Um, I guess on the pole, I guess need is probably the wrong word. I think we, we, we probably don't need him unless someone is going out. But it might be a case of he's a player that we've looked at for the longer term who is at a decent price now. I think he's only got a year left on his, on his contract. So it might be a case of Nathan's like, you know what, why not? Um, so I think need probably is the wrong word there. And Stephen, going on to Hutchinson, who's obviously come in for a little bit of a trial period. And NJ said the other day that he's not sort of ready for us yet, which you sort of can read that two ways. You can sort of, think that he might not be ready to be a Luton player altogether or he's not ready for the first team setup. So do you think that Hutchinson could go into sort of our under 21 setup and continue his progression there up until he's ready for first team level? I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything about him really. I, I barely know who he is. So it's not something for me to comment on really. It's down, you know, just being a, uh, blunt as possible like it's just down to the the management really <laughs> yeah reason I say that is because he's obviously played a lot of games in league one so whether he would sort of view going to a championship clubs under 21 set up as a next stage I'm just not entirely sure that's what the player would want to do and he would be pushing to go into the first team setup or nothing else but again that's just that's my opinion yeah I mean, as I said, I don't, I don't know anything about him, really. I've, <laughs> I only saw the name pop up like last week and didn't really look too much into it. So, yeah. Well, I probably give him a bit too much praise because I didn't see too much of the game, but I watched little little bits of it on my phone. And so I messaged into the group chat after the game. Oh, Hutchinson looked good, didn't he? And I got absolutely slaughtered for it. So maybe I'm not the best person to ask when it comes to this um, this Hutchinson fella. But Stephen, we'll, we'll come to you with the next poll, which was, are you attending Kenilworth Road on Saturday? 79% of our followers who voted are going to Kenilworth Road. And I know I'm a little bit jealous, but it's good to see. I'm happy for these fans that are going back to the Kenny. I just, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad that there's going to be a lot of people that are going. Like obviously, it's a sellout. So yeah, it's just, it's just bloody brilliant that we're getting back. It feels completely surreal that it's going to be a a full stadium as well let alone the fact that it's only in like three days so it's just going to be a brilliant occasion like I think I'm really hoping the atmosphere is going to be as good as what people described the Middlesbrough one two years ago because I missed out on that due to holiday so I I didn't get to experience that or the Wigan game that season either so the some of the better experiences since the Portsmouth game I've missed out on. So I'm really hoping it's going to be a, a similar sort of atmosphere. And, you know, I just, I just can't wait. I can't wait to just see the stadium again and just be inside that shit hole. I love it. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I think it's one of those rare, rare weeks where you count down the number of sleeps left. So it's, yeah, it's um, yeah. three more sleeps to go. Exactly. Christmas all over again. We'll go on to the uh, third poll and we'll come to you, Dylan. Um, I think we're going to get mixed responses with this one within, with, within the three of you as well. But I'll come to you first, Dylan, with this. Who should start on the left wing on Saturday? And I'll let you answer before we go into the polls. On your, on your dimmer, 100%. Um, he's played really well in pre-season. Um, I understand the hype about Carlos Mendes Gomez because he was obviously so good for Morecambe. He scored a good, great goal in pre-season for us, but he's, he's not quite there. And I think if there's anything about Carlos Mendes Gomez is he, he's obviously not played much football in England yet. And what he needs to do is he needs to develop a little bit athletically um, in terms of his, his physicality, able to, his ability to hold the ball uh, when he's isolated. Um, but what he is, he's got, all the, he's got the tools and, and he's very different to what Onya Dimba has. Onya Dimba, you're going to get 1v1 running, dribbling, taking players on, running onto second balls and all that. Mendes Gomez, you give it to his feet and, and you think about, well, Onya Dimba, you give it to his feet as well, but Mendes Gomez is, can we find that little bit of intelligence in the box and around the box and that final pass? He's not necessarily a, the kind of direct dribbler that you get from, from Onya Dimba and Kornick in terms of that real power. Um, so for, for Saturday, I'd go with Onya Dinma. Um, Mendes Gomez needs time and, and patience. And I know there's a lot of hype about him, but he needs, he needs a bit of time to just settle in and get used to, get used to the level. Um, but one, you know, who knows, in three or four months, could be very clearly be saying Mendes Gomez. Jamie, are you sort of on that line of thinking as well? Yeah, yeah, spot on. I think, yeah, Fred, Fred starts for me. I think Carlos will be a huge player for us. He's got, he has got bags of talent, um, but he just needs to obviously take that upper level. Well, I guess all I'll say is I, I don't know who, who the posh right back is on, on, on Saturday, but imagine playing 70 minutes for Fred. He, he gets subbed off and you think, oh, yeah, I can breathe now. And then we bring on Carlos. It's, um, it'll, it'll be a nightmare game for, for that right back on Saturday. Definitely, definitely. And um, Stephen, I know you're a big Mendes Gomez fan, but are you sort of on that same sort of line that he needs a little bit of time to become the player we think he can be? Yeah, I trust I trust Dylan's judgment really on it. Um, that Mendes Gomez just needs time to develop into the squad and develop into the sort of play that we're going to, you know, be playing this season. And Onya Dimmer's got championship experience, so... I mean, personally, I'd love for Mendes Gomez to start, but the the obvious option is on Dimmer. Like, just no matter what, like <laughs> he's got the experience of the league, and as Dylan was saying, he's you know he's just well, he's going to be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I trust Dylan's judgment, and I you know I trust that Onya Dimmer is going to be good. So I can't really say anything else. Yeah, that's fair enough, and. Um... Dylan, we'll come to you about this one as well because it's going to be a full Kenilworth road. We haven't seen that in a very long time. Do you think it might be a little bit of a shock to the players? Potentially, yeah, I think so. Because when you play in near pin drop silence or with some rubbish crowd effects over the tannoy and then suddenly there's 10,000 people shouting and, and getting behind you, yeah, I think it will. I think the friendlies may be a good, good little adjustment. I mean, I'll admit, even just going to the friendlies, 
the Portsmouth and the Brighton games were, you know, it was a bit of a wow moment, like, wow, you know, and I think there was only 4,000 in both of them, three or 4,000, something like that. So, yeah, you know, it, it could be a shock. And, and I guess throughout the pandemic, we've read that some players actually benefited from playing um, behind closed doors without the pressure of fans. Some players thrive off playing with fans. So, yeah, I think it will be a shock. But at the end of the day, you know, footballers, when, when, you get, when they get on the pitch, they always say it kind of drowns out a little bit. And then once the game starts, they're ready. So, you know, I think um, it'll, it could be a shock. But, you know what, I think from just the fans' point of view, I, I, I can't wait to be back in, in a rocking, crazy Kenilworth Road. It's, it's going to be amazing. And Stephen, give us your pre-match routine for Saturday. Give us some insight what you're doing. Well, I'm doing something different. I'm coming coming up from London, which I mean, when I'm at uni, I usually would do, but not not in a August. But I'm staying um, in London on Friday night, um, and then try and see where Jamie is. Come twelve thirty, try and meet up with him, have a few beers, go and get my uh, season ticket, and probably have a burger outside the ground, and then go in. Maybe have some more beers in there. But before we're all at halftime, will you try and toss that massive queue that's always there at halftime, trying to get a beer? Um, I mean, it must probably be beforehand. I don't think uh, I'll do it at halftime um, just because I can't bother with the queues, really. I've never been bothered enough to, to do that, but I'm not going to be driving, so I'll see. <laughs> That's fair enough, yeah. Um, I'm trying to hold back the pain I'm feeling because I'm just, I really don't want to be moving out. I don't want to be doing this. I want to be in Luton. Come well, I did last back. weekend. I know. I've got my timings all wrong. But Jamie, um, I'll come to you with this next one. And I don't know if you've seen too much of Pompey, but Pompey, no, it's not Pompey, is it? Posh, you haven't seen too much of Posh, but who can you see as being sort of a, a big threat for them? Um, I think the obvious one is Clark Harris. Um, he seems a bit of a of a of a Tony Mark too, but a bit older. Um, yeah, and we know what Posh are like with their centre forwards. They've got good track record there. Um, George Grant, obviously the, the old um, loanee that we had for I think was it was the two seasons we had him on the bounce for I think. Um, so I think he, he he can come back and, um, and 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 haunt us. And then I saw the tweet that you put out really about Jack Marriott. So um, yeah, he knows he knows. Um, but now that I think we can't we can't underestimate how how tough Saturday will be. I think it would be a one goal winning margin. I think. Um, so yeah, they've got threats, threats all over really. And last year, Dylan, we saw we saw Posh. They were a very attacking team. They um, conceded a lot of goals, but they scored a lot more. I think they um, ended the season as League One top goal scorers. So they've always had that sort of emphasis on attack throughout the years as well. So do you think that will transfer into this championship season or will it be similar to what we did where... Graham Jones came in and sort of shut down those sort of attacking, the attack-minded nature of us, of our, our team pretty much. I don't know. Um, well, I think when Graham Jones first came in, we tried to keep it and then realised that we couldn't open up. And then, then he, then he um, 
kind of changed it and we were a bit more conservative. No, I, I think Peterborough team right throughout from the chairman who's very active on social media, Darren McAntony, right to the manager, the players, they have a very clear idea of how football should be played. And, and they, so I, I don't think they'll rein it in too much. Um, and again, the kind of, the, the summer window that they've had has been interesting as well, because in the same way that I think they might, you know, they'll carry on playing football that has been so successful for them for, for a while and obviously ended in, in promotion last season is the way they recruit. Um, so when we went up, we were, we were all about adding championship experience. We brought in Ryan Tunneycliffe, Martin Craney, Callum McManaman, all these guys who have played a lot of championship games. Um, and Peterborough were in a similar position to us. They don't have many players who played loads of games in the championship, but they've gone the other way. They brought in players, young players, like yesterday they brought in Joel Randall, who's only played like 25 games in League Two. Um, Pok, uh, Kwame Poku from Colchester. Um, so in the same way that they recruit to a certain idea and that hasn't changed since just because they got promoted. I think, I think we'll see a real positive Peter Brassard because they'll be right up for it. And it'll be like when we played Middlesbrough on the opening day, we were right up for it. We weren't afraid to, to go forward and attack. They won't be either. Another exciting day at the Kenny, it sounds like. And Jamie, I'll come to you with this question. Does Glenn Ray start on Saturday? I think does and should are probably two different questions. I think does probably, yeah, um, should, no. Um, I think for me, something about, yeah, I just, I, I would love to see a 4-2-3-1 with Pelly and Campbell as, as the two, two sit in and then have um, Cornick Clark and, and Fred as, as the, the three behind Eli. I think that, that as, as a front, What's that front six would, would be would be brilliant. So that would be my personal sort of team. Um, but does he start? Probably. That's that's interesting what you say about the four two three one there as well because I think that was a, that's a system that would benefit Morel as well. I think we've seen that in the Euros when he's operating there with um, Joe Allen. So it's another player that could maybe doesn't start, but it's another sort of formation that would probably suit him. And we'll come to you, Stephen, for this last question. We drew with Pompey. Pompey beat Posh. Do we win Saturday? Does that mean? Um, I mean, if you want to be like a schoolchild about it, then yeah, we do. <laughs> um, I, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm hoping that we win, but it's you know it's completely different Pompey side, Posh side. I done done a you there. <laughs> Offside to uh, when we beat them 4-0 back at the Kenny a uh, year and a half ago, or two and a half years ago. Two and a half years ago, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I <clears throat> I mean, obviously, as I said, praying that we do, but, you know, it's just the start of the season. There's, there's no guarantee we'll win, no guarantee we'll lose. It's just going to be completely... I hope it's just going to be a bonkers game like the Middlesbrough one, just... Get, get the Kenny rocking at the start of the season and go from there. And the last thing I'm going to do today is I'm going to ask for your score predictions and I'm, I'm going to write them down afterwards. After I go back through them, I'll, I'll write it down because there's no pen and paper in sight. But we'll keep a little tally. The winner gets a forfeit. The, the winner. The winner gets a <laughs> Yeah, no one, no one predicted. Really. Six no paper, please, Billy. <laughs> So the winner gets a prize and the loser gets a forfeit. We'll probably do that around 
Christmas time or something like that. We'll um, we'll sort something out. And I'll come to you, Stephen, first. Uh, I'm just going to go out there and be an idiot. 4-2, Luton. Stephen wants the forfeit. All right, Jamie, I'll come to you next. Um, I've I've fought for a few days, Luton 2-1, so I'll um, stick with that. And Dylan? Literally about to say 2-1 as well, so I guess me and Jamie are in this together if we lose. Yeah, yeah fair enough, fair enough. I'm gonna What's go, yours, Billy? I'm going to go 2-0. I think... I'm confident. I'm quietly confident that we will we'll start this ca- uh, new campaign off quite well. We we tend to tend to start off quite well, so I'm gonna lock that in. I'm gonna lock two 0 in, and after this, I'll write that down, and we'll um, keep this going for the uh, the rest of the series. All right, that's just about enough for today. Thank you very much to all the listeners for your continued support. And also a big thank you to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech for today's music. Also make sure to check out our website, which is www.oakroadhatter.com and check out our Twitter, which is at Oak Road Hatter. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.